there, folks. It's Kyle. And it's Slap. What's going on? And uh, we're back here with Slappy Sports, the NFL podcast. And uh, it's we're getting ready for week three, so we're going to give a little uh, preview of the games coming up week three on Sunday. And then we're going to talk about our fantasy reactions up to this point. And we'll also just mention the uh, Redskins-Giants game that just went down. Yeah, um, I wish it was a little more of a relevant game. But yeah, I mean... The Giants Some finally football is better than no football. The, the Giants finally held on to a ten point lead in the fourth quarter, so that's good. <laughs> I actually saw that they were the uh, first team in NFL history to have a double digit lead in the fourth quarter in the first two games of the season and lose them both. So, oh, congrats geez. to the Giants for making history, and they they ended the streak tonight. So, congratulations! congratulations. Oh man. Well, um, we're going to start before we actually get into the previews. I'm going to give a little trivia questions to a uh, slap here. And uh, if you're a fan listening at home, just uh, try to see if you can uh, answer these questions yourself as I'm asking them. So uh, first question, what running back has the same amount of receptions as both Gronkowski and Calvin Johnson? Like combined or just the same as each of them? The same as each of them. Okay. Matt Forte. Shane Vereen. What's he at? He has 12 receptions. What's... As is Gronkowski, Pierre Garçon, Calvin Johnson, Steve Smith, and Odell Beckham. And that includes tonight's game for Odell. All those receivers are all at 12 receptions, along with Vereen, who has the most out of any running back. What is uh, Forte? Forte is at nine receptions. Yeah. But they got uh, that new offensive coordinator in there, so. Yeah. That. Huh. Yeah, I'm I mean, surprised Marine too. Is a, he's a pass catching back. He is a pass sure, catching but back, but I, I haven't heard his name much this season. No, me so. neither. I mean, I still don't know if I want to own him, even in PPR leagues. But definitely surprising set. So you probably don't know this after seeing Gronk's number the first two games. I just assumed he leads all tight ends and everything. But there's actually three tight ends with more receptions than Gronk. Can you name one of them? Travis Kelsey. No, Travis Kelsey actually is behind him by two. Um, hold on, give me another shot here. The, all three are kind of surprising, but one is absurd. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Okay, not that absurd. Okay. Almost that absurd. I don't know then. Okay, I'll start with the absurd one. Jordan Reed has 13 receptions. I mean, he has played three games, though. Oh, shoot, that does count tonight. So Jordan Reed doesn't count then. Yeah. Okay, that so there's two bit. more. There's two more. Okay. You're out of guesses? Honestly, well, how how obscure are they? They're, you probably won't guess them, but they're not obscure. Uh, if you've been paying attention to fantasy football or just uh, the NFL in general. I'll give you a list of five names. Okay. Greg Olson. No. Martellus Bennett. Yeah. Tyler Eifert. Oh, of course. Heath Miller. Jason Witten. Ooh, Eifert's got to be one of them. Eifert has 13 receptions, which is one more than Gronkowski. Oh, man. But the other person has more than both Gronkowski and Eifert. Is it uh, Martellus Bennett? That Honestly, that's the one that makes sense, but no, it's Jason Witten with 15 really? receptions. Huh. Wow. And Tyler Eifert right now is the second-ranked back in Jason or tight end, and Jason Witten's the fifth. Wow. All right, we've got two more questions. Who's the only player right now with over 30 targets? 
receiving targets? Yes. No snap targets. <laughs> what, what QB's taking 30 snaps? Chill, fam. <laughs> um, ooh, Antonio Brown. Ooh, he's up there for receptions, but I think he's at about 26 targets, but no, it's not him. Or no, Julio Jones has 26 targets. Antonio Brown has 22. Um, is it an elite player? At targets and receptions, yeah. But, I mean, like, is it a big-name player? He's a wide receiver one. Uh, Not for fantasy, for real life. You won't be surprised when you hear it, I'll say that. But you probably won't think about it. Uh, maybe Jordan Matthews? Julian Edelman. See, it makes sense. Yeah. He's a PPR machine. I mean, machine. yeah, he, de- he doesn't get the 30 targets. He's not someone you think about when you say no, yeah. mean anything does, for wide receivers. Yeah, no, he doesn't get the typical targets but, yeah. downfield, but he gets all those bubbles. Yeah, screens. I mean, that's, that's what he's good for, yeah, exactly. is targets and receptions. So that's why it makes sense. But, yeah, Julio Jones and Antonio Brown both have only four drops. Well, I don't even know if they're drops. They have four Targets that they didn't turn into receptions. So they're at like Julio 80%. Jones has 22 receptions and Antonio Brown has 18. And Calvin, he has the same amount of targets as Antonio Brown, but only uh, 12 receptions instead of 18. And a lot less yards. <laughs> and a lot less yards. <laughs> Calvin's been kind of a disappointment so far. Yeah, well, the whole Lions team has. Really. All I can say is I'm happy I own both Julio Jones and Antonio Brown in our league. Yeah. That's better than your whole team combined. So far, oh, yeah. What's another trivia question? Hayden, how many uh, fantasy points has your team scored the first two weeks combined? More than you said I did. 136 points. Hey, week I scored two, 50 the first week, week so I didn't two, have that bad of a week this Week time. two, I scored 136 The points. only thing is... So Hay- Hayden played me with his week one and week two score combined versus my week two score. We would have tied. Hold on. Let me check that. Wait, in NFL or Yahoo? NFL.com. Check right now. I am checking it right now. And as you check that, uh, who is the fifth and sixth ranked QB? I'll give you the first Andy uh, Dalton. four right now. Andy Dalton. Uh, Andy Dalton is the sixth. You're correct there. Yes. Number one is Brady, two Roethlisberger, three Palmer, four Rogers, and six, you already guessed Dalton. Who's number five? Well, it was Roethlisberger, Brady, Rogers. Who's the fourth? Palmer. Well, you said in the oh, yeah, order. Yeah, but. but um, ooh. Cam Newton. It is not Cam Newton. This person has 40 points. Cam Newton is uh, eighth. Ooh. <laughs> 40 points? Mariota. Because of his week He's one. He's seventh. Dang. I'm getting closer. Um, how about. He's your guy. It's not Russell, is it? Your fantasy oh, guy. Uh, I mean, it's not Sam Bradford. Tyrod Taylor. Oh, okay. See, I was going to say Tyrod, but then you said my fantasy guy. And I was like, well, I have Cam and Bradford, and it's not those two. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. I was oh, just I was, just to uh, clear was, things up, I just realized Mariota is actually tied with Dawn for the sixth spot. Okay. Hey, man, I'm on fire. I had those. I was going to say Ty- Tyrod Taylor, too. I expected you to guess Tyrod. I, was going I didn't to, expect yeah. you to get Dawn. Yeah, I just know Dalton's been putting in one of my buddies in another league has him and said he's been playing really well. So have you uh, confirmed my stat yet? Honestly, I was just really bummed because Matt Jones got .8 points against you. <laughs> Hayden always starts Okay, listen, the, though. Like, listen. He, Hayden hears, hey, you should add this person as a waiver wire target. 
And majority of the time, it's like, hey, add this person. They may have value within the next few weeks. And Hayden assumes that means let me start them the week no, I sign No, listen, though. The thing is, I have backs right now. Hey, that I'm are, not complaining. No, no, yeah. But the thing is, I have backs right now that are going to be good mid-season. Todd Gurley and Amir Abdullah. And I was debating. I picked up Matt Jones. Is Todd Gurley playing this week? He's playing, but he's going to be on limited counts. Or snaps, I mean. Yeah, but so is Matt Jones for the beginning of the season when he's against Alfred Morris as... In the, uh, yeah, but the Eagles' defense was ranked like third in rushing uh, or fantasy points against for running backs. Yeah. So I figured Jones would. I mean, I also didn't. I just don't want to. I don't like Thursday night plays. Is, so. If I'm going to, um, well, I guess this doesn't mean play girly either. But my philosophy is I'd rather get like zero points because my player just doesn't contribute than zero points because they don't get the snaps. So yeah. I don't want to play anyone if it's a question of – I'd rather play someone with a question of talent than a question of opportunity. Well, the thing is, so I'm not playing Abdullah because Denver's defense is stacked. And, and once again, opportunity. I'm not playing Gurley yet because it's his first week back. So, so I mean, that's the opportunity. But then there. I was debating Latavius Murray taking on the Browns defense. Well, the thing is, you know he's getting the bulk of the carries. He'll get some Matt carries. Jones could have left tonight with three carries. Latavius Murray, yeah. you know, is getting the carries. yeah. Matt I mean, Jones, it didn't work out. He's obviously. not the starting running back. Yeah, the thing is, the only reason I had Latavius Murray, I put Matt Jones in literally like two minutes before kickoff. Wait, you put him in over Latavius Murray? Yeah. You know, like he's not even the starting back. Yeah, but he if got Latavius Murray gets point eight, it's because the Browns' defense held him. Exactly. The Giants. Matt Jones could get Giants zero points because he doesn't non- get a single carry. The, Gi- the Giants' defense is non-existent. So yeah, he, and he's going to. But his carries tonight could have been carries. non-existent. He's going to get ten carries. Matt Jones? Yeah. How many yeah, carries did he have? 19 last week. Oh, well, yeah. When they had a lead and they ran the whole game. And then they had, he had like eight or nine the week before that. Uh, actually, let me pull that up. But, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is with Murray, I, will, I was going to play him, but it's just the Browns' defense, I think. Could yeah, I mean, I'm just taking to my philosophy. I'd rather lose because he doesn't um, perform than lose because he doesn't get carries. I do know that um, I saw just looking at the drive charts. Matt Jones had yeah. Matt Jones led the team in rushing, eleven carries. Wait, okay, not bad. Yeah, he had he's getting the carries. That's the thing, and I thought with that Giants defense, like they would break some of them. And the thing is, Jones he had a ten point game in the oh I guess it would have been a nine point game yeah. until he fumbled going across the goal line. So that was an eight-point swing right there. So you would have been at 8.8. and seven. Like, it's still not great, but yeah. it's you can live with it. But because literally he couldn't hold on to the ball for another yard, that cost me eight points right there. And I realized Hayden stopped looking at NFL.com, so oh, he didn't want to – I forgot. He didn't want to confirm that I was, I was so right, caught up I scored in one week thing. the same amount okay, I scored on, in two. Also, Hayden and I not only played last year in one of our leagues, but we last played – last week, but we played this week in our other league. So I get to beat him two weeks in a row. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we made a bet tonight that whoever finishes with the better record cutting off these first two weeks this season, the other one owes 20 bucks. And then we're also going to make the bet for who gets farther in the playoffs. I will say, though. So Hayden's going to pay me $40. In regards to this, if you've scored more points than me, you are first in the league by a wide margin. It's like it's not like you're a middle of the pack team as well. Like you're comparing first versus last right now. So why are you last? Because my team sucks right now, that's for sure. 
So, uh, as Hayden gets this pulled up, we're going to move into a... I outscored you by .5, so you can suck it. Hayden, Let's go. two weeks, Let's go. .5 higher than I That's was. That's right, baby. Two. Hey, you know what? It's not .5 lower. I'll take it. All right, let's get on to our uh, preview of these uh, you know, we games. stall this for t- 10 minutes for nothing. All right, uh, first game up on the ballot. Go ahead, Kyle, and start this one off. All right, we're going to – let me get this timer going real quick just to make sure we get through yeah, these games. Yeah, we tended to time. ramble on about games for like 10 minutes sometimes, so we're going to keep these short and sweet and get to the point. All right, so first, Bengals-Ravens. I have the Bengals in this one. I just really like that offense right now, now that they have all their weapons healthy. Last year, they weren't bad last year, but they are banged up. This year, they have A.J. Green fully healthy, Tyler Eifert fully healthy. Giovanni Bernard looked great last week. He's healthy. Jeremy Hill, after his breakout last year, he's looked good this year. Didn't look good last game. I expect him to rebound. I expect him to work Bernard in. And I just don't see the Ravens being able to keep up, especially with Suggs out. I see the Bengals winning by about 10, 14 points. Okay, see, these two teams for me are pretty evenly matched. And if it ever comes to that, I take the home team. This game's in Baltimore. And, yeah, their def- uh, Baltimore's defense didn't look good at all against the Raiders. And, yeah, that's that's troubling. But you also have to remember with Andy Dalton, his biggest problem in his career is not his high points, but it's his low points because he can play really well. And when he does, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But just consistently – he follows up two good weeks with the bad week. So I think this is a bad week for him, and I'll take the Ravens 27-17. to 17. You know, we're going to talk some fantasy relevance in this game. I expect A.J. Green to bounce back and bounce back hard because we saw what Amari Cooper did to that Ravens secondary last week. Yep. They just traded uh, with the Dolphins for a corner because they know they need secondary help. But, like, it's not a playmaking corner. It's just some recruitment or um, some reinforcement. So it's not going to be able to stop A.J. Green. Okay. And if Amari Cooper can burn him, A.J. Green can. Uh, I'm going to take Justin Forsett as a big game in this week just because he hasn't gotten to going too much recently. And that's mainly because their defense hasn't been able to slow anyone down. So they really haven't had that much time to run the ball because they're all of a sudden they're down 10 and they got to start passing it. And like I said, I think Andy Dalton's going to have a, a down week. So I think they'll have a lot more opportunity to run it and get Justin Forsett going. I think people who haven't hampered their Eifert expectations, like I know he's not going to score double digits every week. I expect him to be close to top five tight end. I think this will be the week where he finally scores like five, six points and I think some people will be bummed if they haven't hampered their expectations. Yeah, I mean, after his first week, everything's going to look bad compared to yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. If you if you expect that every week, you're going to be bummed. All right, next game up, a real doozy. I mean, the Browns seem to find their ways and find their way into really crappy games. And uh, so they're taking on Oakland this week, and this one is in uh, Cleveland. And not only that, but they're the more talented team, so it's a pretty easy pick for me taking the Browns. Uh, the only thing is Johnny Manziel actually, like in the last game, had the offense clicking. Him and uh, oh, what's his name, the receiver, Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin. I mean, they're just hooking up like oh, every yeah. single play. Like he was oh, unstoppable, yeah. and uh, so that'll be a bummer not to see uh, Manziel. But hey, maybe McCown will try to kill himself at the goal line again. But yeah, just he the, got murdered. the Browns defense has too much talent. I think uh, I'll take him twenty-eight to twenty-one. Uh, I expect it to be a very close game. Maybe Raiders pull this one out by like three points, maybe just a touchdown in the closing seconds, just like they did against, uh, was it the Ravens last week? Yeah. And I think Joe Hayden will do a good job of stopping Cooper for most of the game. 
Excuse me. <laughs> Professionalism but, uh, only on this oh, podcast. Oh yeah, very professional. <laughs> and but uh, I think Cooper will be able to bust out like one big play only because our run defense hasn't been good. Us being the Browns, so I see Latavius Murray having a really good game, which goes in my fantasy relevant player. I expect Latavius Murray to have a big game, maybe two I'll be touchdowns. Really hurt if he does. And by doing that. I expect Cooper to then have his like one big play of the game, yeah, which will be to win the game, uh, not necessarily to win the game, but that play will be a difference like by the ending score. Who's your who's the Browns tight end right now? Sorry, Jordan Cameron. No, we are. Uh, oh no, he's gone. Jordan That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like raw shoot. So no it's someone irrelevant. Okay, They're not fantasy relevant. I was gonna say it's McCown. McCown Housler. I know McCown targeted Martellus Bennett a lot when he was playing with the Bears. So, and the Raiders' defense is pretty bad, but. uh yeah, since uh, Manziel's not going to be playing, or uh, at least until McCown gets hurt, that reduces uh, Travis Benjamin's stock. Yeah, I don't lot, like so. Benjamin much with McCown. Uh, I like McCown, but I don't like Benjamin with McCown. I'll actually say I think Duke Johnson has a good week for the Browns. I hope so. I have to start him. Because the Raiders' defense is terrible. I mean, even though they won last week, they still gave up 30-something at home to the Ravens. And uh, I think Duke Johnson has the speed to really – Crowell's gonna get you know like dirty work, but I think Duke Johnson with his speed and agility will be able to break a couple of huge runs. And they want so, Duke Johnson. To yeah, be the I mean back. he's the back of the future. It's just Crowell's a he missed all preseason, yeah, so Crowell's they can't start a him. high floor but low ceiling guy. Duke Johnson's a guy who can break any play, and I think he'll take a couple long ones, including one to the house. I hope so. So next we have Saints Panthers. Um, this oh. one, I think the Panthers are going to pull this one out. What what we've seen with the Panthers so far is they're not really going to be like really like uh playing how the Cardinals played against the uh, uh Bears last week where it's like they're going to be Our scoring like fifty Bears. points because they just don't have playmakers uh, outside Cam Newton but they showed the first two weeks that while they won't look flashy doing it besides where Cam's flip which was super flashy they're able to pull out wins even without good wide receiving cores because Cam is just that good and I expect Cam to be that good against this depleted Saints defense yeah um, I think it uh, it appeared that Drew Brees wasn't going to play but now he is I'm pretty sure he hasn't been ruled out I guess he was at practice today and yesterday so I think he will play and uh, Brandon Cooks is banged up but it if Cooks and Breeze are both going, then, I mean, yeah, Breeze, I've trashed on him a lot this year, but he still has the potential to be a really good quarterback, and I could see them pulling out a shootout uh, just because Cooks and Breeze haven't done anything, so they're definitely trying to get it going and prove people wrong. So I can see the Saints, yeah, just an only way in a shootout because their defense isn't going to stop anyone. Yeah, and I think Cam Newton's going to have a great fantasy game because the Saints so. defense hasn't been good like you and I both agreed on, and I, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I hope so because I have Cam, so I'm really expecting a lot out of Cam this week. Excuse me. Uh, just, um, let's see. I will take. I think Jonathan Stewart can have a big week as Ooh, well. Oh yeah, Jonathan Stewart. Because if, if especially if Cam gets going, they're gonna be putting guys around the edge of the line of scrimmage to try to keep him from running, you know, to the outside and getting out of the pocket and scrambling. So I think that can leave some vulnerability right up the middle. And the D-line isn't any good, so Jonathan Stewart could have a pretty easy day of rushing. I actually saw Cam Newton has 29% of uh, Carolina's rushing attempts That this doesn't year. surprise me. No. So that's why I think if Cam, especially if he burns him early on, they're going to be paying more attention to him, and that could leave some gaps for Jonathan Stewart up the middle. Uh, next game, Falcons-Cowboys. Uh, two 2-0 teams. 
trending the exact opposite directions. Uh, sorry, Cowboys fans. Like, I loved this team. I ranked it, like, top five in my power rankings to start the year. But when you lose your best player in Des Bryant and then your quarterback, who's been really good the last couple of years in Tony Romo, there's only so much you can overcome. And, yeah, Joseph Randall on that offensive line could do damage against the Falcons' defense, but they're going to stack the box because that's all they have. So I think the Falcons will just shut down the Cowboys and win pretty easily. Yeah, I expect uh... – the Falcons to uh, score some points because they have Julio Jones and he's going to get them a touchdown That's or get them right like now. into uh, the goal line so they get their own touchdown. But I just expect uh, I know Julio Jones has been limited in practice and uh, Joseph Randall. I really trust Joseph Randall. I really trust that offensive line. And while I don't think he'll be efficient, I think he'll at least break off one or two big runs that just lead to scores. And I mean, I don't like Brandon Whedon, but. I, I don't really love the Falcons either, so I think the Cowboys can pull it off. Yeah, Falcons for being a 2-0 and team aren't that good. But uh, for fantasy relevance, easiest pick ever, but Julio Jones, of course. Yeah. That Cow- I mean, yeah, the Cowboys defense did shut down the Eagles last week. But the and Eagles Odell Beckham week one. Suck. Yeah, I mean, they could – I mean, it's still Julio Jones. It's, so. Julio Jones will be – it's a double-digit score. Yeah, like he's going to get a touchdown. And he's probably going to get 100 yards. For me, I'm going to put Joseph Randall up there because, like I said, I don't think he'll be efficient, it's but like I think Andre he'll Allen have the season. And I think he'll break off one, maybe two big runs. Maybe one of them goes to the house. So I, I like that in him. Uh, for Texans, Buccaneers, well, this wins the Game I'm Not Watching award unless <laughs> Yo, they, James, uh, unless they clear Aaron Foster to play. Uh, but if not, I have uh, Texans actually still winning. Actually, no. I'll go Buccaneers in this just because DeAndre Hopkins, concussion, Arian Foster probably won't play. And I think Jameis, he's starting to get a better hang of this as we saw week two. So this Texans defense, I expected a lot out of. They haven't really showed anything. I expect it to be kind of a shit show, but... I think Jameis will pull it out. See, that's interesting. I was looking forward to picking the Bucks here to just clash with Kyle a little bit, but he takes the upset. Uh, I like the Bucks a lot this week too, but the Texans are definitely the safer pick just because it's a rookie on the road uh, against Houston who still their defense hasn't balled out like everyone thought it would, like Kyle predicted, number one defense. Yeah, it hasn't looked geez. good. I mean, that doesn't mean necessarily anything yet, but uh, they, they still have the talent on the defense to make uh, Winston look bad. So, yeah, their offense is going to struggle, but I think their defense is good enough to just shut down Jameis and put the offense in good enough field position to take advantage and win a low-scoring game. For fantasy relevance, um, well, I'm going to start by saying if you're starting anyone in this fantasy game since Arian Foster and DeAndre Hopkins probably won't play, you probably are going to lose your matchup. Doug Martin, bro. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Doug Martin play well, but if – if Jameis can get them a lead, I can see Doug Martin doing well. But stay clear of this game for your fantasy matchups. I mean, maybe take Mike Evans. Actually, no, I'll take Mike Evans. I forgot. He, Mike Evans played a snap count last week, and he's going to be full uh, snaps this week. So Mike Evans, I think, is going to bounce back. And he, I expect him to get a touchdown. He's probably itching to make some big plays. You know it's not a very exciting game when I'm going to say uh, Texans defense is a really good play this week. <laughs> and also maybe a Texans kicker because, like I said, I think that defense is going to shut down Winston. They'll force some picks for sure, maybe sack him for a fumble. But their offense probably isn't going to be able to move the ball that well. So 
And they get some good field position. Whoever, who's there? Is Randy Bullock their kicker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Randy Bullock. Randy Bullock. There you go. If you, have I think him, I actually have him in uh, yeah, my match him, against you. I mean, it's, I mean, it's hard to predict kicking, but I could see the, the cards falling in for like a five field goal performance there. We'll see. All right, Colts-Titans. I'm actually taking the upset here. I, I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, like people people are bagging on Andrew Luck because he's looked awful. And, yeah, he looked bad last year too at the beginning. But he looks truly terrible. And, you know, people are thinking that, oh, he's going to come out and just torch him because he's all mad. And so, I don't know. I just – this honestly more of a hunch than anything. It isn't Tennessee, so that helps. And I don't think the Colts are honestly like – they don't look that motivated playing right now, and the Titans are like a hard team to get up for. So, I could I'm thinking the the Titans are going to pull off another big upset. I agree. The Colts definitely aren't going to beat up the Titans, but I think they're definitely going to pull it off. Maybe like 10, 14 point victory, another like somewhat close game up until the fourth quarter. But I think Andrew Luck. I think he still will have like two, maybe three turnovers, just because he's done a shit job protecting the football. But I think the difference will be. He's going to have a fully healthy T.Y. Hillen, who he's going to get the ball to. He's going to be not only turning the ball over, but he's going to actually make some plays along with that. Because that contributed to them losing is not only did he turn the ball over, he really just didn't make plays. And I expect Frank Gore to have a good um, game. I'm pretty sure Titans have allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs since the beginning of last season. It was third or eleventh most. I might be getting. I know I read both those stats it's today. Third or thirty first. I'm not sure. Which it's one. third or eleventh. I read two, two teams today, and one was third, one one was eleventh. Titans were one of those two, but I'm just rustling your jeans. So I expect Frank Gore to go out, and that's going to be my fantasy pick. Actually, is Frank Gore. I expect him to come out with a passion after that fumble that was just butterfingers. Whoa! And I mean, I hope he is because I'm. He's my starting running back too. So. Yeah, I'm going to avoid the obvious name in T.Y. Hilton, and I'm going to go with the Titans tight end Delaney Walker. He's really underrated because, I mean. Because he's bad. People, Delaney Walker? In fantasy? He's a top five oh, tight end. Oh, shoot. Oh, I was thinking uh, Colts, um, Colby Fleener. I was no, thinking Colby no, Fleener. Fleener. I was no, like, no, no, no. we're talking about fantasy studs, no, not no, duds yeah, right no. now. Delaney Walker, he had a touchdown. I feel one. like every league I see someone starting Colby Fleener. Yeah, I was like, you know, uh, he's like fifth he's on the roster yeah, for like, targets. He's not right? even the highest tight end on that yeah. roster. But uh, yeah, just Delaney Walker. He had a touchdown week one. Mariota looked to him had like I think five receptions. He's kind of a veteran safety blanket type, and he missed week two with an injury. He'll be back this week. I'm pretty sure I saw he was probable, so he should be playing. And I think just Mariota being a rookie is looking for that veteran presence, and his other receivers, most of them aren't either good or they're really young, so. Delaney Walker is one of his only trustworthy targets, so I think he can. He might be able to find the end zone twice in this game. I do think uh, Mariota will bounce back. I think his performance this Sunday will be in between his last two games. Uh, yep, that's about what I expect. Yeah, like maybe he has a turnover to like some three and outs, but also does score and not nearly as dreadful as last week, but not close to the perfect performance of week one. So when we look at uh, Jaguars Patriots, I. Uh, no, for the game itself, I'm going to make this quick. Tom Brady has been lighting up the NFL. And yep. if any team's going to stop him, it's not the Jaguars. So I personally don't think I need to talk about the matchup, but there is some fantasy relevance I want to talk about here. If there's anything you have about this matchup, feel free. Um, Let's see. This could be like the biggest blowout of this season, mainly because 
the Patriots, like in 2007, are angry. So they're not just going to get up three touchdowns in the first half and run it. Like, they could legitimately just run the score up to 50 yeah. or 60 points. So, yeah, I just think it's going to be a huge blowout. Um, I actually just kind of felt fantasy relevance here. I heard a stat today that Brady, I mean, it's only two weeks, of course, but he's on pace for over 6,000 yards and 60 touchdowns. Jesus. So, I mean, yeah, and the fact that, I mean, that he's going to keep up that pace against the Jaguars. So, yeah. I mean, maybe he could try to. I like Brady a lot. Could, I think he'll be a top three QB. Yeah, actually, for daily, I usually in quarterbacks try to stay away from the big name guys because you can get good production elsewhere. But I think I'm going to take Brady just because. Good play. Like, yeah, it's extra money, Worth but you're going to make up for it yeah. because he's going to put up monster numbers. Especially so, this week. Yeah, just for fantasy relevance, I'll just say Brady. Yeah. And I'm going to go – I was going to say Brady and Gronk combined. Yeah, I was going to say that too. I think because every time Brady scores high, Gronk's going to have at least one of those t- touchdowns. I expect Gronk to have a two-touchdown 100-point, 100-yard uh, 100 week. point. Now that would be something. That would be wild. That would be insane. But then I'm going to stray <laughs> from the pack and on the other side of the ball – Allen Robinson broke out for 30 points last week. I love this him. Week, this week, I love Allen Robinson again. And I think it'll be in garbage time, but fantasy doesn't care about garbage time. Fantasy cares about points. Yep. And I think you have a garbage time touchdown. I think you have over 100 yards. And I uh, read that the Patriots allow, I think, I think that's where the 11th most was for uh, points allowed against wide receivers. And Allen Robinson showed he's a playmaker last week, so... Fantasy-wise, I think this is a big game because Pat's Edelman will do well, Brady will do well, Gronk will do well, LeGarrette Blunt or Deion Lewis will do well. We'll have to see who They're it the is. Daily fantasy relevant player. Daily fantasy, stay away from both because either one could go without a single point, mm-hmm. but then the other could explode for 40. <laughs> but then Jaguars is still fantasy relevant. Bortles not a terrible play for daily because he's cheap. Yep. Uh, next game, Chargers-Vikings. I mean, if you read my power rankings from last week or just any time I write about the Chargers, like, I honestly couldn't find a more boring team, personally. They're just a definition of a, like, decent team. They're not so bad. It's fun to watch them burn, but they're not good enough to actually find entertaining. So, but I like the Vikings a lot this year. It's in Minnesota. AP got going last week. Had, I think, 170 total yards. Although he was an idiot, fumbled it, freaking, like, Twice inside Three the times, one yard two line. of them were lost. Yeah, oh, like, inside the one, yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, because one of them was called offside. Yeah, so, so he got, got away lucky. with that one. He truly had four fumbles. Yeah, it was just not good news as far as the fumbling, but his yardage was there, and it's only a matter of time before he starts hitting the end zone. So I'll take the Vikings. They'll be able to control the, control the clock with AP. I think the Chargers will end up winning the game. I don't think it'll look sexy by any means, but no. Philip Rivers always starts the season off well. Melvin Gordon, I expect to have a good game, just like we saw Hyde against the Vikings. I think Melvin Gordon, this will be his week. Good daily play right there. And for fantasy, I'm going to go easy. AP, I expect yeah. to have another huge week. Chargers defense isn't that good, and AP is that good. Yeah, I mean, last week he was those fumbles away from having a 30-point game. He had 170-something. He didn't fumble those balls. He had 170 or 17 points just in yards. Had 117, uh, or 17 points. Yeah, 170 Jeez. combined yards. I'm gonna say I didn't think I won my match with that great. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, 17 points. And if he punches in those two touchdowns instead of fumbling, that puts him at 29 right there. So I mean, he easily could have done that. So I think he could have a monster week. But since you went with him, 
Uh, geez, I was gonna say Ladarius Green, but I saw he got hurt actually today. Yeah, so. second concussion. Yeah. So, uh, how about Stevie Johnson? Ooh, I love Stevie Johnson. Antonio Gates isn't back yet, and then Ladarius Green is out now, and he's a playmaker. I mean, People he's looked really good, and there's even Australia. there's even less targets. So Philip Rivers has got to throw it somewhere. So Stevie Johnson. I forget like, where he was before the 49ers, but he everyone Bills. was talking about how he was an elite Bills. Yeah, and everyone was like, he's a, an elite wide receiver. And, it wasn't that his skill dropped. It was just he didn't get any looks in San Francisco. Sucks. He's still just as good as he was. Mm-hmm. Eagles, Jets. This is mm, an interesting This one. is a – honestly, this might be the toughest game for me so far to predict. This is because for me. Eagles, every – like I want it – I know the Eagles will bounce back. The question is when. They're, Chip Kelly, I feel like once he – there's so many different pieces that I feel like – his game plan, he needs to change, but I think he's a smart enough man to figure it out. But I think it's too hard to do it against the Jets. I think second half, maybe he starts figuring it out a little more, but I think the Jets' defense is too good to figure it all out this week. So I want to pick the Eagles to bounce back, but Jets will come out with a win. Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. I think the Eagles are going to bounce back, but then the Jets are so hot and their defense is playing so well that it's just like – you really couldn't have asked for a worse opponent right now to bounce back offensively. Mm-hmm. So it's it's such a tough call, but I, I am taking the Eagles. I think the Jets, especially coming off such a big win, they're going to be riding high. And, you know, they're looking at the Eagles, who look like the worst offense in the league so far, and thinking, all right, we got this easy. Like, we just shut down Andrew Luck. Of course we'll be able to shut down Sam Bradford and DeMarco Murray, who has like eight yards. But just because they're going to be riding high and the Eagles need to get something going or they're going to be dealing, especially in Philly, they're going to be dealing with a lot of media hoopla and whatnot. So I think the Eagles bounce back uh, 27-24, close one. So you probably disagree that my play of the week for this matchup is the Jets' defense. Hey, I, I can't but blame you. I expect the Eagles to score, but I think in the first half there's going to be turnovers, there's going to be sacks, and... I expect that to cause them to score high, and then I expect second half the score to come down for the Jets' D because I think Eagles will find their way. It's funny, though, because with defenses, you usually, like, the when the defenses have, like, a 25-point week, most of the time they give up 20-something points. It wasn't like they had a shutout. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of times there's a lot of turnovers and defensive scores. And that's that how I expect this game to Yeah, be. and so, like, if the defense, you know, is on the field, it gets a pick six, they're coming right back out the next, yeah. you know, after the kickoff. So it's yeah, like, it's not because Eagles offense won't score at all. It's just because, like you said, yeah. there's going to be turnovers. If they make some plays, yeah, it doesn't matter. Even if the Eagles put up thirty, if the Jets have a three inter- three turnovers and a you know a touchdown of some sort, then that's going to make up for it. But my play this week, uh, I'm I'm taking Demarco Murray. Yeah, the Jets D line is good. And I understand, like, it's, it sounds like a dumb pick, but he's at, yeah. what, eight yards? I'm trying to kick you off he's the at, podcast He's right at eight now. yards. You know they're going to be doing anything and everything in their power. And he hurt his hamstring. Get, oh, really? I didn't see that. Yesterday but. in practice. Yeah. Oh, no, I did hear that. But I think he's still Yeah, playing, it took him right? 25 attempts to get <laughs> off the field. Oh, man, that's... That's kind of a low blow, but uh, but they're going to be – they desperately want to get him going because everyone's just cracking jokes about him. So I think it, it'll come out of the passing game a lot too, screen passes and stuff like that. So I think DeMarco Murray will have a surprisingly good game, especially considering what he's done so far in the matchup he's with. He'll do a lot better than people expect. All right, Steelers-Rams. Oh, man, if the Rams – 
offense plays like they did in week one. They got a chance against the Steelers because their defense is pretty good. But then last week they got run over by the Redskins, who also just got run over on Thursday. So it's like by the Giants. It's kind of yeah. It's just kind of it, it. It's the Rams are the most. Incons- That's how the NFL works, though, and but, I like it. Yeah, and the Rams they're so inconsistent that it levels out to being mediocre because I don't know. It's just the Rams are weird. But yeah, Steelers. I'm taking Steelers uh, just because their offense is going to do enough that the Rams defense won't be able to slow them down. I think. The Steelers' offense is going to have a amazing day once again. Like we said earlier, Big Ben, second-best QB in fantasy right now. Antonio Brown, second-best wide receiver in fantasy right now. And in real life, they're both at – Antonio Brown might be the best wide receiver in real life right now. And Big Ben's definitely top five for QB, if not second behind Tom Brady. And it's just – their offense has too many weapons. Le'Veon Bell's back now. D'Angelo Williams is one of the top running backs right now. and That, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right. And so now think what Le'Veon Bell will do behind that in that system. It's just their offense is too much right now, especially for the Rams to keep up. And so for fantasy relevance, Big Ben, I think, once again will do well. Antonio Brown, I think, will do well again. Le'Veon Bell, I, I mean, I think he'll do well, but – First week I mean, back, I would yeah. expect them, to, especially if they're up big. Yeah, I don't expect them to be the big player. I expect Antonio Brown and Big Ben to have the big points. Yeah, I mean, just anyone on the Steelers' offense is a pretty good take this week. Yeah. Uh, so instead of just talking about someone relevant, I just want to see what Todd Gurley does. Honestly, like I'm looking big to see if he looks like the elite, crazy, athletic running back that he was at Georgia before he got hurt. And especially the Steelers' defense isn't good at all. So I'm really looking forward to see if Gurley – I mean, sure, he's probably – he might get five carries, but just I want to see if he looks explosive or if he looks like he's cautious and trying to protect himself from injury. Agreed. that's a big thing with a lot of players. They get hurt and they come back and they're scared. They're never the same. So, yeah, it's just I want to see if he plays scared or if he comes out and grinding. And now another offense that's high-flying right now. I'd say this is probably the third-best offense in the league right now. Uh, behind the Patriots and the Steelers. We're talking Cardinals right now. They're going up against the 49ers. 49ers looked great week one against um, the Vikings, but then they didn't look too great or even good against the Steelers because the Steelers' offense was just too good. And the Cardinals, I have them valued right up there with the Steelers, and they even have a better defense than the Steelers. Patrick Peterson's been playing great this season, especially compared to last season where uh, people were kind of doubting him. And he was kind of injured last season, so he's come back with a passion this season. Defense looks great. Offense looks great. No way I see the 49ers winning this game. Yeah, that's a real tough – I mean, it's in Arizona as well, so that you don't even get the home field advantage. That's going to be really tough for the Niners, but I I still think they're going to play it a lot closer than people expect because they showed, they showed what they could do in week one, and like I don't think that's going to be consistent. But early on, they're going to do it more early on because once they start losing more and more games, they're going to lose more confidence and stop caring. So I think they're still 1-1. One one. They can still kind of convince themselves that they have a chance this year. To, like They can get up big and play well for the Cardinals, uh, make it closer than people expect. But, yeah, I, I, I can't just – there's no way I can convince myself to take the yeah. Niners. I mean, I won't be surprised if Hyde has a big game. Yeah. But it's just like – I can see them not running it much if the Cardinals get up early. Yeah. I expect John Brown to have a big game, though. In, in fantasy, that's who I'd start in this matchup is Carson Palmer and John Brown. 
Uh, I'd start Carlos Hyde. I I can't just the only reason I see Hyde having a bad down. game is if they get down too fast. But the thing is, Kaepernick is not good at throwing it. That's true. And they don't really have any receiving threats. Yeah. I mean, they have Bolden and Torrey Smith, but neither of them's a number one guy. They're both just kind of mid tier number twos, so they don't have a dominant receiving threat. So honestly, like even if they're down fourteen, their best bet might be giving it to their most explosive yeah. playmaker in Carlos. Hyde. I can see Kaepernick busting off a few runs. Yeah, and he's always he, he always has the potential. So, uh, not a terrible play for him either. Yeah, Bills-Dolphins. I have a really tough time picking this matchup. Two AFC East teams. They're both 1-1. One and one. Uh, The Bills, I've, I'm taking the Bills. Even though it's in Miami, that's the thing that gives me the biggest pause. But uh, even though their defense, I had heard today that, that was they gave up 466 passing yards, I believe, which is the most in franchise history, which is crazy because of how good their D is now. So I think they're going to be upset about that. And the offense really balled out in the second half. And the Dolphins just have looked awful. So I'll take the Bills just because their defense wants to prove themselves again. And the Dolphins just, they are not inspiring any confidence in me right now. Now I do agree the Bills defense is going to make a statement that the Patriots game was the fluke of the season and not the Colts game for them. Because they, we saw an elite game from their defense and the worst game of the season by their defense. So it's like, which one was the fluke? I think it was the latter that was a fluke against the Patriots. So I see them making a statement, but I see the Dolphins pulling it out because I think the Dolphins also want to make a statement because they want to show that they didn't bring Ndamukong Sue in here just to have a not even mediocre but bad defense. <laughs> so I expect them to get their shit together. I expect Dolphins to – I expect it to be a very good defensive matchup. But once it gets to that – I think Tyrod Taylor may make a few plays, but I think Ta- oh, Tannehill will make more because he has better weapons, especially Jarvis Landry. Okay, what's your uh, what's your fantasy play this week? Honestly, I'd stay clear of this game for fantasy outside yeah, of maybe – if you have Jarvis Landry, play him. I wouldn't go after him in uh, daily, though, just because he's kind of pricey and I don't expect him to deliver value. But if you're in season long and have him on your team, don't even – think twice he's going to get points but I think both defenses are going to play well yeah um I think just for daily Tyrod Taylor just because I haven't haven't looked at his prices but I even though he's been playing well I can't imagine he's that expensive so just if you're really do a lot by name brand like if you look Peyton Manning's so expensive like Aaron Foster I looked he was like the third most expensive running back I really hope like people People actually play Aaron yeah (laughs) I wonder who that guy is he goes Ooh, I really want to get a sleeper on wide receiver because I want to play Arian Foster. <laughs> so, you know there's one of them. Oh, at least one. <laughs> but, yeah, just because I would doubt his price is very high. Um, if you're trying to really save money at QB and go you know, load up at running back or receiver, then he's not a bad play for his price tag. Yeah, no, yeah if we're talking daily, you can't hate on uh, Tyrod. Or if Tannehill's price is low, T- Tannehill. Because I think they'll both – Put up respectable games. Maybe like just, 15 points. Yeah. Just not... Nothing not nothing to, that'll win it for you. Nothing that'll hurt you, but nothing that'll win it. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Seahawks, Bears. Ugh. Bears already didn't look good. Their offensive line has looked horrendous. And then it only gets worse when they're... Um, they have three injured wide receivers. They have Kevin White, who's on uh, IR... They have Alshon Jeffrey, who may not play. They have Eddie Royal, who just returned to practice. They have Marquise Wilson, who's just returned to practice. That's four receivers all dealing with they're injuries. Top four, too. Yeah, and their top two may 
both well what their t- second definitely won't play their top may not play and their third and fourth are both just getting back to practice they're starting quarterbacks injured so they have Jimmy Clausen throwing to the banged up receiving cores with a terrible offensive line we were watching last week and Jimmy Clausen got tackled before he could hand it off to Forte that's right that was the funniest yeah. thing I remember our buddy Pat who has Forte was getting pissed that Jimmy Clausen was sucking but it was just like he, there was literally nothing he can do. He had about 0.5 seconds. No, literally, each play. if he if he didn't hand it off, like as soon as he would look, he was getting hit, and yeah. he just had to chuck it. Like, so it's like I really couldn't. Like, yeah, he didn't play well, but it's like he's a backup quarterback, yeah. so you can't expect him to. And his O line is literally. He might as well not have an offensive line. You need like a Russell Wilson, Cam Newton player, like with their legs. to have a chance yeah. against like. With an offensive line like that, yeah, or like um, Peyton back when he was getting the ball out in a second. Yeah, for me, I mean, yeah, I'm a Seahawks fan, so I'd probably pick them no matter what. But this, it's in Seattle. It's their home opener. They probably just had their two toughest games of the schedule. Yeah, I didn't even mention the fact Seattle's 0 and 2 and wants to fix that. Yeah, and Cam Chancellor's back, so they're gonna oh, be yeah, fired up. Big. He their might not be playing that much, but that's just such an emotional charge into that defense. They've looked just, and kinda, just the leader. They just got yeah. They just kind of looked out of it this you know so far. I think he'll charge him up. He's probably going to lead out you know out of the tunnel, lead the pregame speech and everything. Yeah, because in my eyes, Russell Wilson is like or not Russell. Rich, Richard Sherman's the skill of the defense, and Cam Chancellor is the leader as well, yeah. and the heart. Yeah, no, Cam is definitely the heart. He's he's the boom and the legion of boom. Lob. Um, but they're it's funny because Seahawks are zero and two, and they actually are. They had the biggest point spread of the season so far. They're favored by 15 against the Bears, which is the most in the league. It's like, yeah, you know, even though they're 0-2, obviously they still have the talent. Vegas still believes in them, and Vegas is usually right. So this could be really ugly because, they, it's a, like I said, it's their home opener. They're coming off 0-2, and, and they just got their leader back. So there's a lot clicking for them, especially considering how banged up the Bears are. And their defense isn't banged up. It's just awful. So there's really – Besides Matt Forte, there's literally there might not be a single good player on that field for the Bears yeah. this week. Uh, Definitely not for offense. Fantasy, anyone on the Seahawks? Russell, Marshawn, for me, Jimmy Graham, mm. hands down. I was just gonna he say Jimmy is Graham. His yeah, he I've read reports from multiple writers and reporters saying that he has he hasn't said it like in interviews, but people like have heard he is pissed off and he's. Getting ready to like be vocal about it, and this is the game where like they can just say, "Okay, we're just gonna get it to you and let you make the play." Because it's against the Bears, he's going to be able to make plays. Yeah, the funny. I was just go- I was just about to get to Graham because the funny thing is, yeah, there's reports about that, but week one he had like seven catches for sixty yeah. yards and a touchdown. It's like that's about as good as a game you're gonna like. That's a good game for yeah. the Seattle offense. But, but then I think they, he had two targets and one catch last week. Yeah, and I was just going to get – so it's just kind of funny. Like, you would think he had two targets in both games. Like, you yeah. were just one week removed from having a really good game. Yeah. The but, thing is, he's used to Drew Brees where yeah. it's like he runs around, he gets the ball yeah. eight times a game. And now it's like he has to improvise because Russell Wilson improvises. And it's just – not only is there less passing, but when there is passing, it's different style passing. Yeah, the thing is with Jimmy Graham is they had you know a similar situation with Percy Harvin before where they traded the first-round pick for a big playmaker. And the problem is with Percy Harvin, why it went so badly, is at first they tried to change their offense around him. Like they were just running 
flying, you know, jet sweeps, and it's like that works if you're mixing it up. But they were just focusing the offense around him, and the other players didn't like it. And then when it wasn't working, he didn't like it. The thing is with Graham, I think he just fits a lot more naturally into this offense. And it's just going to take – I mean, he should have a big week this week. And I think as the season goes on, he'll become better and better just because he's going to naturally slide in. And Russell's not used to having, like – big target receivers. The last big guy he had was Sidney Rice, and he wasn't very, like, for being a big guy, he wasn't all that good. Most of his receivers, don't, or, uh, Jermaine Curse is, like, their biggest receiver besides Chris yeah. Matthews, but he doesn't play regularly. And so, like, he's not used to being able to throw it to um, – he's not be, he's not used to throwing it to someone who's not wide open. Um, so he's going he's gonna to have to uh, throw it to Jimmy Graham even when he's covered – and because Jimmy Graham, that's his specialty. Yeah, he's got a guy on him, but he's got the biggest catch radius, you know, for tight end. So I think it's just an adjustment for him having to, like, throw it. Even when Jimmy looks covered, he's got to throw it to him because he's got the catch radius. So I think that's the biggest thing. He'll he'll get comfortable with them, and this he'll have a big week this week, I agree, and he'll get better as the season goes on. Yeah, I, I definitely see Russell being the type of quarterback who can get have a uh, playmaking tight end. And uh, our final game, Broncos-Lions. Broncos, easy for me. Uh, it's funny how quickly this team's identity has changed. They went from, you know, two years ago, Peyton Manning setting all those records, to now their defense, run the ball, pound the rock. So I think uh, especially how bad the Lions have looked, and we talked about it in the earlier podcast, they do the least with the most in the league, in my opinion. So um, I think the Broncos will actually win a lot easier than people think. And... Their defense, they're going to get to Matt Stafford like crazy. Uh, I think they might have five or six sacks, honestly. Uh, so I'm taking the Broncos pretty easily, let's say 24 to 13. I'm kind of iffy on this game. I think I may lean Lions, but whichever way it goes, I definitely don't think it's going to be easy. But I think I'm going to go Lions just because I think Amir Abdullah, I don't think he'll have a good game. I think you have one or two good runs out of like his four carries. And then I expect Calvin, the first week Calvin didn't really get targets. Second week, he got a lot of targets, but no plays. So this week, I really think that Calvin's going to get the targets and make the plays. Because it's Calvin Johnson. Like, we know he's a playmaker. And it's like, he's not the best anymore because he's getting old and more people are coming up like Antonio Brown, Julio. But it's like, he's still Calvin Johnson. And... When he gets targets, he's going to make plays sooner rather than later. And so he's my fantasy guy of the week. And I also think Golden Tate will do well, but I think Calvin will be the reason the Lions win this game. Uh, for me, big play Broncos defense this week. Like I said, they're going to have a ton of sacks, and the Lions offense hasn't really done anything. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos defense have a huge game. And that leads us. That's the end of the Sunday games. And we'll uh, do we'll talk a little bit about the Monday night game. Packers are back in the spotlight after a big win over the uh, uh, over the Seahawks last week, and they're at home again. So the Chiefs are coming in. And Chiefs have had extra extra long to prepare because they played Thursday last week. Oh, that's right. So they have like a eleven day gap. There. Yeah, I mean that's true. They'll have plenty. They of had time. like a mini bye week. Yeah, they had. And the funny thing is, you know, they had time to prepare, and they could almost watch Sunday night's game as, like, scouting for the next week because they hadn't yeah. played in a couple of days. So maybe they saw something, but I still think the Packers will pull it off. Oh, I still think the Packers will pull it off. But I think Jeremy Macklin will have the first Chiefs touchdown for a wide receiver in the, oh, since man. 2003. 
13, 13 yeah, they didn't throw any last December year. December of 2013. Dwayne Bow, baby. Yeah, I think Jeremy Macklin will have the first wide receiver touchdown since then. Yep, sounds good. And for fantasy, um, Charles. Sounds good. All right, uh, we actually have a special guest coming on right now. We'll see how well this – oh, there he is. We'll see how well this works. I'll hold the phone right up to the mic. But we have uh, our resident badass, Jack Chintala. How do you pronounce your last He's name? He's actually Jack? a writer for Slappy Sports as well. Chintala. Chintala. All right, it's spelled with a C, yeah. but apparently it's pronounced like an you S. You may have read his uh, power rankings yeah. on Slappy Sports. He's, uh, wrote, he's written a little bit about – He's golf. the worst writer. Yeah, he's honestly a trash writer. We I actually let him it. write for us for uh, like uh, volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just messing with you, Jack. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I mean, we're just. I chilling. heard you up. Well, you didn't prepare, but that you wanted to do a freestyle about the NFL. Oh, do you have a freestyle for us? Yeah, freestyle about the NFL. Yikes! Don't think I can. Oh, the we'll fans want it. it. The fans yeah. want hey, it. Hey, I think you could do it. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look at that week two. Who's some uh, fantasy stuff? Week three. Week three. I mean, like, flashing back to week two. Oh, like, from week two. Gotcha. Who were some, like, fantasy surprises for you? Yeah, who was who was a big player for you last week? Let's see. Honestly, I did not have <laughs> a good player last week. <laughs> oh, no, no. We know your team sucks. We're talking about just in general. Who should the fans get? Mason Crosby, baby. Representing yeah. kickers everywhere. That's when you know it's bad. Yeah, but uh, Jack, do you want to trade me to Marius Thomas? <laughs> I will not trade you, Marius Thomas. Who was it you were trying that Christian thought you were gonna trade? Yeah, we had a friend that thought he could trade. I think it was um Matt Ryan for uh, someone. Who did he think he was trading? Wait, who Matt? was it? What did Christian think you were gonna trade him when you were joking around? Victor Cruz yeah, for Demarius so, Thomas. So Christian had this utopian idea that I was just going to give him. Demarius Thomas for an injured Victor Cruz. Yo, Victor Cruz can salsa, though, so that's worth something, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, nothing can be worse than my trade last year when I traded uh, Demarius Thomas for Rashad Jennings and someone else. And Oh, week, I remember that. A week later, Rashad Jennings was hurt, and Demarius Thomas had 30 points. Yeah. Well, we'll have to schedule you, Jack, and maybe you can uh, mentally prepare for a sick freestyle because I know that – I mean, people would love a freestyle, you know? I mean, it, it will drop. <laughs> Is it going to be hotter than a Drake and Future's mixtape that came out yesterday? I mean, yeah, shots are going to be fire. <laughs> uh, um, I'm hoping for a Drake-Meek Mill feud here. Maybe you can call someone out. We'll have to – we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, just kind of on random notice, you, cut, you tried to FaceTime me in the middle of it, so I was like, hey, let's get Jack on. So, well, yeah, I definitely want, want an update on your email. So. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll schedule it, and uh, we'll get you have a fire freestyle on the podcast. All right. All right. Yeah, be there. All right. Enjoy your evening, Jack. I'm sure you're living it up in Richmond. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a bomb. <laughs> All right. Good talking to you. All right. Later, guys. See you. So, um, one last stat that I meant to ask in the trivia. Do you know in standard ESPN who the second uh, ranked wide receiver is? Travis Benjamin. 
Yes, sir. Hey, I picked him and up, he, and I'm probably never going to play him. He only has six receptions. He's averaging 30. I wrote about it in the power rankings. He's, he's averaging 30 yards of reception. Yes, sir. Like, that's insane. Three touchdowns, six receptions. And uh, I don't know why I just thought about this, but even though this isn't NFL, just because Travis Benjamin's had some crazy catches, I don't know if any of you guys saw that Ole Miss catch against Alabama. Oh, my and, God. And uh, we actually tweeted on the best of football Twitter account. Uh, when you what was it? When you uh, when go you, into a test yeah, without studying you don't study and get an A. Yeah, and that play it was like a bobbled snap that pop up popped up ten yards in the air. By the time the quarterback gets it, there's two pass rushers coming at him. He just chucks the ball into triple coverage, and all the three Alabama guys go for the ball. Bounces off their hands behind them. The old Miss guy just takes it in stride to the house. And that was a big reason they were able to pull off a huge upset uh, over Bama. So if you haven't seen that play or, uh, you know, you just want to see it again, check out the Best of Football Twitter account. We got that linked up there. Lots of other funny stuff as well. Yeah, we actually posted a YouTube video today. One of the funniest things I've watched in a while. Not safe for work. Yeah, definitely not safe for work. It's uh, these two girls, and it's captioned, uh, if women, like, reacted the way men do to football and it's these two chicks just sitting there like yelling at the tv and then these two guys just sitting in the uh kitchen like well why do they like under like why do they love this match so much <laughs> and the it's there's it's no so way to fun. describe it you have to watch no, it yeah. it's about five minutes you'll laugh the whole time and my favorite quote is uh the guys talking about how his girl only has sex with him after their her team wins and then he goes and the worst part, she's a Jaguars fan. We only had sex two times last yeah. year. <laughs> so it's definitely worth the watch. Yeah, check that That's out. That's at best of football. That's B-E-S-T-S, not just best. And two Fs as well, of and football, both Fs there. And uh, DFS? No. Oh, yeah, DFS. We already highlighted a few uh, of our key players this week. Tom Brady, worth every dollar. If you're trying to go value, maybe Tyrod Taylor, maybe Andy Dalton for me Andy personally. Cam Newton should have a good week. I'm not sure if his where his value is at or not. Wide receiver, we already talked. We like Allen Robinson a lot this week. Mike Evans, I'm not sure where he's valued at right now on uh, the price tags, but he should have a big week. Um Marshawn Lynch and Jimmy Graham. We Mar- Jimmy about. Graham definitely go through that target. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have enough, get Gronk. Yeah, I was just gonna say, but if you're spending the money on Brady, you're probably not gonna be. I yeah. mean, you could go Brady Gronk, but then the problem is the rest of your team is gonna be trash. Yeah. So, so, you probably if you're going Graham's expensive, but he definitely has. He's a, cheaper than a Gronk. lot cheaper than Gronk. Yeah, I think he's actually I have the numbers up right now. He's two thousand cheaper than Gronk. So yeah, so that can worth save it you big time for this week at least. Um. Let's see, anyone else? Oh, Carson Palmer's a good play against Carson the Niners. Palmer. He's a little bit cheaper than the top-tier quarterbacks. And uh, actually, I like John Brown a lot in that game as well. Yeah, I've liked, I've played John Brown the last two weeks now. Uh, I like T.Y. Hilton a lot. T.Y. Um, we also talked about uh, the Browns running backs and Duke, Duke Johnson. Johnson break I would runs. like more, yeah. Yeah, so he's another good one. And uh, Let's see. A couple guys to stay away from. I personally, it's Le'Veon Bell, because he's got the yeah. number one running back price tag, I believe. And it's just like, in two weeks, he's going to be worth it. But you, it's just such an uncertainty. If you're paying, he's listed at 8800 If you're paying 8800 for a player, you want him 
you like that's the player yeah. you know is going to get you twenty points. Yeah, I play AP against AP's the Chargers 8, for eighty nine. So yeah, he's one hundred more dollars, and he's a lock for. Because Bell, we don't know how many snaps he'll see or whatnot. Yeah, well, it's not a question of Bell's talent. It's just D'Angelo Williams has looked so well, and it's like, why are you gonna? You're not gonna just. Bring Bell on first week and just disrupt your offense. And like, if they do, that's okay. We know that for next week. Yeah, I mean, it's not but like it's his not price certain. is going to go up next week. Yeah, I would just for almost nine thousand. I'd much rather have Adrian Peterson, who's a sure bet. However, if it's season long, play Bell. I mean, I don't think you Unless need you us have to a, tell you that. If you have like play yeah, Bell. If you don't have Bell, stop listening to Hayden. No, no, He's no, last listen, in our league. No, if you have Bell and you're not considering, you're considering not starting him, then you're going to win your league because your running backs are stacked. Because Unless yeah. you have, you know, like Adrian Peterson and maybe Carlos Hyde. You're, if you start, I wouldn't even start Carlos. There's the only running back I'd start over Le'Veon Bell season long is. But just th- I'm talking this week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I I'd start Marshawn over him too. Like if you have Adrian Peterson and Marshawn, then your league's trash. Bottom line, there's no way you have hey, two know. running backs better than him this it's week. A, yeah, it's it's probably not going to happen, but yeah. And um, any other. I always like Edelman just because DraftKings is PPR. Yeah, we talked about Aaron Rodgers, uh, who's ninety one hundred. Brady, what's Brady listed at? Brady's at eighty seven hundred. So I actually, Brady, Brady, yeah, four hundred dollars. Brady cheaper. will be the, the number one only, QB. The only problem with Brady is, like I said, I think they're gonna run up the score in Jacksonville, but you never know. Just Bill Belichick's so weird. Maybe they will get up three touchdowns and then just run it. But yeah. I still think they will throw it. Um, and yeah, I would still. Yeah. If I could have either of the running backs, I'd probably go Deion Lewis, but it's still just not that safe of a bet. So yeah, I'm not going to go either. For yet. Six, yeah, he's listed at 6,100, and LeGarrette Blunt's at 50. Or actually, no, Lewis is 6,700. Neither of them is he, like, that's not even cheap. No, no, that's a, not even getting value. The thing is, like, if you're spinning that much, again, you want to be like, you want to be pretty sure they're going to have a good weekend. Yeah, I think Lewis will have a good week, but it's just with Blunt, you don't really know for sure, and especially with. Bill Belichick, who's the master of trolling fantasy yeah. owners everywhere, a la uh, Jonas Gray last yeah. year. You know, so I would stay away from them just because of that. So I have to pee. So <laughs> unless Hayden's got anything else urgent, I think we've hit everything. And Maybe I can just prolong this enough where you, you'll pee your pants. I'd love <laughs> oh to see God. that. Well, I think we've hit everything. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have to listen to it. Hopefully the uh, Jack's call sounded pretty good. Uh, we're gonna we'll do some research to see if there's a way we can just link the call or FaceTime it and link it through the computer. Well, if we aren't using headphones, then it'll capture it. Yeah, well, I don't know though. I'm not. I was doing some research. I'm not sure if it will. Yeah. So we'll we'll do some research we'll on that. We'll figure it out. And uh, hopefully you can hear them though, and then we'll be able to get some better sound quality. Keep an eye out for that freestyle because that'll be fire. Jack's probably the funniest kid. I've yeah. never even met him, which is the funniest part. But just through a fantasy baseball group and then now this fantasy football league we're in, he's the funniest person you know that I've really ever dealt with. And once we have that figured out, I'm sure we'll have Matthew Barry guest star. Yeah, Matthew Barry's weeks. actually been emailing us trying to get oh, on yeah. this <laughs> hot and upcoming Slappy Sports podcast. But, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is Kyle. This is Slap. We're signing off. And enjoy your weekend. Another great week of NFL football. And good luck of winning your fantasy matchups, everyone but Hayden. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. See you guys.